Looking to create wealth and income through high cash flowing real estate? Self-storage is the fastest growing and the newest real estate asset that has outperformed all others. What's its secret? I'm AJ Osborne, and with over a million square feet that we have built, acquired, expanded, and even converted big box stores from small third-tier markets to large 100-plus thousand square foot facilities, we have seen it all. This is the podcast that we're going to discuss and bring on the best investors and operators in the nation to show you how to create wealth and income with self-storage. Welcome to Self-Storage Income. Welcome, everybody, to Self-Storage Income. I am excited today because we're having an office party. Isn't that right, Connor? Oh, dude, it's going to be sweet. Yes. Looking forward to it. It's it's always nice to get everybody together, get the team together. Um, I mean... I mean, we've talked about just everything that we have in place, our team, a lot of uh, a lot of that here on the podcast. And um, you got to have a team, and you got to treat them right. You got to get people together. That's right. Visit families. Yeah. And dude, it's it's awesome. And it you know perfect timing too with our new deal, the launch of uh, Cedar Creek Wealth, and yeah. uh, closing up that which that has been crazy trying to get that over the line because of the bank and the appraisal. Which if you guys follow me on uh, Instagram, I've been posting about that and kind of what's been going on uh to, and we just did an episode on it actually. yeah we did an we episode did a recap exactly. just recently yeah so that was out. a that was a good one you can check that one out uh i i try to talk a lot about what's going on because i feel like at least for me i learn really well that way um it's easier for me to understand when i see it in action as opposed to just somebody talking about it. Um, so I hope that helps you guys out too. We try to we try to do that with a lot of different things. We haven't been updating our YouTube and that is a huge goal for me. So we're going to do that. We even bought a camera. I mean, neither one of us know how it works, but we're going to figure it out. It's gotten so, it's like, <laughs> it's like that on, uh, on that Pearl Harbor movie where there's the, one of the guys is asking the other guys, oh, so you all pilots? And he's like, well, there's a lot of switches and stuff. Like, <laughs> exactly. that's how I feel about that camera. Like, oh, there's a lot of buttons and well, stuff. There's a lot of things going on here, but... Yeah. <laughs> We'll figure it out. We'll get it done. <laughs> so uh, yeah, we are kind of trying to update um, just the the video content side of things. I've uh, been kind of coordinating with some some people that know a lot more than we do on uh, what uh, equipment we need to get. Been quite the process, but uh, yeah, we want to get all that video content out there as much as possible. We know you guys enjoy that too. So absolutely. Um, as always, I like to start with some house keeping items as, as I call it, uh, for you guys, because we, we get a lot of traffic, a lot of people, um, reaching out to us. And it, this week has been crazy. Cause I know you guys heard about the Kansas city deal. And we, I actually, I think we sent an email out to potential investors on our list and we, we've been over swamped, um, with people reaching out. So first of all, thank you guys. Um, we, that capped out very quickly. Uh, so that one is already, I mean, we're signing docs today. That's, that's done. We're, we've, we're funding it. Um, uh, but there'll be more. So if you guys are interested, just make sure you're on the list. Um, you can go to selfstorageincome.com. It's there's an invest with AJ side, uh, a tab on there. You just press it, put in your information. And that way we're, uh, you, you guys are on the list. Um, I, I don't want, I want to make sure nobody gets left out. I've been having calls with all our listeners still. I had multiple calls today. Um, if you're on the list, 
no, I, I, I'm headed. I'm headed there. I'm working my way through all the calls and everything. I, it's this has been awesome. I love talking to everybody. I love hearing what everybody's doing. Um, and this drives a lot of the topics for this podcast because we're hearing directly from you and a lot of the things that we're talking about over and over again with you guys that I want to explain more in detail that we want to have a conversation about. Uh, with that said, for you guys, you know. I, I appreciate so much the support of uh, the book and you guys are giving us great reviews. The reviews for Amazon and the reviews for the podcast, um, that and sharing our content online, particularly Instagram, because that's where I'm at. Um, and so I see, I actually see that stuff that actually makes a big difference for us because it helps the algorithms. They see that people are ranking it. It helps us pop up. It helps our reach. And I know so many of you guys are asking, you know, Hey, what could we do for you? Um, we've mentioned this before, uh, right. I don't have like an education company. We don't have like a marketing funnel. We don't, we don't do that stuff here. So everybody finds us through you guys, through our listeners. It's when you guys are out sharing, when you guys are out talking and when you guys review, that makes the difference for us. And that uh, makes us want to invest more into this and spend more time into it. So thank you. And for those that are doing that, we're trying to set up our 15 minute calls and give free tools for, so just make sure you put in there that Amazon uh, so show us your support on the Amazon stuff. Show us the support on the podcast with a good review. Um, and then we're trying to set those calls up and also give the free modelers, which we have like two in there that we're doing. Um, it's kind of our way of giving back and you guys supporting us. Um, we appreciate it. And with that subject and talking about these things, it brings us to today's topic, which we got from talking to you guys, from our listeners. And uh, it's kind of funny. For those of you that have read the book or listened to this podcast, you, you know my analogy of the bear. And so for those of you that don't, I'll kind of tell you real quick. Um, and this is going to be the subject of today. So this is all about deal flow. This is about finding deals and opportunities and capitalizing on them. And so many people start out and they're just like, how do I find a deal? Or where do I go? And where are you finding deals? And I've looked on the MLS or I'm looking at LoopNet and how's that work? Well, there's two different ways to go about this. And this is where the analogy of the bear comes in. There's the fisherman, right? So you got a fisherman, the fisherman sitting on a bank, you got fish going by and he's throwing out lures or flies and my case, uh, fly fisherman. That's we're gonna stick with that. So he's throwing out uh, his flies, and you know he's probably dropping some submergers off there and uh, uh, trying to get some trout to hit it. And but he's really hoping that the trout are holding in that area. He's hoping that the water conditionings are right. He's hoping that he's keying on what they're eating. There's a lot of guesswork and there's a lot of planning. And there's a lot of timing that goes into it. So the fisherman's doing all this work and he's hoping and praying. Uh, where the grizzly bear just walks into the middle of the river, plops down on the river, and fish jump into his mouth. The reason why this analogy, I like this analogy and why it's important is you want to be the grizzly bear, right? So in this podcast, we're going to talk about how you be the bear. You want to be in the pathway of opportunity. You want opportunity to come to you and you want to know where it's at. And so I have a three-legged approach for finding deals that I think everyone needs to follow. And I'm going to give you the step by step by step by step by step um, of exactly what to do. First of all, I know there's a lot of people that um, charge huge amounts of money to tell you to go out and do flyers and um, send mailers. Um, 
yeah, you could do that. I don't think it works, but uh, I was going to say, how many mailers have you sent? Yeah, I never sent a mailer in my life. Guess how many <laughs> I've received? I don't know because they're always thrown away before we ever get them. So um, that's just not normally how deals are done. And if you look at all the assets that are traded, all the businesses, all the deals that go down, most people never hear about them, never know. And this is why I'm going to explain it to you. We do business with people we know, we network. Um, that's actually a safer way of doing business. It's better to understand who you're working with. So in my three stage approach, we're going to teach you how to cultivate this, how to build this out for yourself. Now, the first is I want you guys to be actually out cultivating and actually building your own pipeline. So you are in control. I call this like, this is direct, right? You're going direct to owners, but let me, let me walk through. Let me show you how to do. So first of all, a lot of people want to stay close to their market. So let's say it's within a day trip that you have. Take that radius around you, whatever that is, a two-hour drive one way or whatever you want it to be. Then I want you to take top 10 cities that you think are the best markets. And how you're going to decide which markets are the best is simple. You are going to look for increasing income and increasing population. At the rate in which it increases and at the rate at which income's going up, that doesn't bother me nearly as much. I, I really don't care much about that. Um, I'm looking for stability and long-term trends here. Um, and you want a diversification in economic drivers and employment. Once again, you don't want to go into a logging town and the mill shuts down and then everybody moves away and your storage is worth zero. So you want a diversification of uh, employment and uh, you want to see stability there. So you take these 10 cities within those 10 cities. Now you're going to go out and you're going to find the five top facilities. Okay. These five top facilities that you find, this is how you define the top five facilities. Okay. Um, the top five facilities that you find are defined by size and location. Okay. Do you want to start small? Do you want to go big? Because these top five facilities are the top five facilities you'd want to buy. And you can't change location. And lots of times you can't change size because you're limited on expansion or whatever it may be. So just look at the size that you're targeting or could be size if you want to do an expansion. Remember, this is also for people starting out. Okay. Um, take those top five facilities. You say, oh, I'd love to have those. Now you are left with 50 facilities, right? You have 10 markets, five in each market. That's 50. I'm good at math. Now, from those 50, you're going to limit the five to the top three. Okay. Now we're going to the top three in each location. The top three location is made up of a value add. What you're looking for is you're looking for upside in rates. Okay. You're looking for bad management and you're looking at online presence. So what I want to see is that I can get that they're below market rates, that there's upside there, that the management is not doing good. The facility may not look great. They may not be answering the phone and they don't have a good web presence. They can have a web presence, but maybe they're not marketing. And maybe you can't even figure out how to buy a unit on the site, right? It needs, they're not doing an outreach. Um, and from there, you're going to take three facilities now that you have upside potential in, okay? Now you have 30 facilities. All right. 
These are your 30 facilities that you want. This is your hit list. Now, out of the 30 facilities, we're going to pick the top 10. And the top 10 is going to be determined by the almighty demand. So out of those top 10, you're going to prioritize which one, or excuse me, out of the 30, you're going to prioritize the top 10 that have the most demand in the market. And that is not just based upon by square footage, but how that square footage is being utilized, which I'm going to get into. This may be a totally different podcast for this subject, but I'm going to get into this. Okay. So the 10 facilities that in their market, everyone's occupied, there's just waiting lists, right? And there's not a lot of inventory coming on. Now you have your top 10 dream ones, because now you've confirmed that there is, is there's upside potential, that that upside potential can be met because there is demand, okay? Then you can work your way through the rest of the 30. All right, now you have your hit list. You have your 30, your top 10. After you get done with your top 10, we'll keep going. You can go through all 30, but you have a great list to start out with here. Now, you don't go send mailers to this top 10 or top 30, okay? You don't go send an email and say, dear sir, I would like to buy your facility on a fortnight here. That we're not, you're not taking that approach, people. We're, we're going to build relationships and it's not you calling them and asking them to buy, Um. I just can't tell you how annoying for owners that is. And it makes you tied into everybody else. You're just blended into the crowd. And these strategies that people use, uh, they work. I'm not saying they don't, but their failure rate is just massive. So we want to be focused. Um, You're going to call them and you're going to say, Mr. Owner, sir, or ma'am. I am looking at the storage facility industry. I've been looking around my market. I'm trying to get into this industry or I'm trying to expand my business. I own a facility or I own three or four. I'm trying to expand my business. I see that you have a storage facility. I would love to talk to you about how you got into the game and what you think about the markets and how storage is changing and what's going on. You're not going to say anything about them selling. Nothing. You are going to have them tell you why they've been successful. Why? Because everybody likes talking about themselves. Everybody would love to tell you where they've been successful, where they failed, about their business, and and talk to another fellow investor. Don't hint at all that you're trying to buy a facility. Then from there, after you build a relationship that is based upon something outside you using them to buy a facility, um, you can ask them for the next step. And you can say, listen, hey, do you know anybody that would be willing to sell, right? And then you're going to start talking to them and you're going to ask them about who's in the market. You're going to get to know their market. You're going to get to know their facility and maybe they can give you a lead directly. This is part of uh, number two on our three-step approach, but we're sticking with number one first. So as you build that relationship, you can then get to, would you be willing to send, if you don't know anyone that's willing to sell, would you be willing to sell me yours? Um, it's a totally different style and approach. And if they say no, that's fine. You have a great relationship with somebody in the industry that you can continue working with and understanding markets and learn from. It's a win for you no matter what. Um, and you're playing the long game, not the short game, but once again, you're hoping that this will drive results quickly. 
um, because you're getting past the noise, you're setting yourself apart. All right. Now, uh, that's a really good way. And I'm sure now we're going to hear that from other people. They're going to start telling about their way. Um, but I don't know a whole lot of people that are doing that. In fact, I don't know anybody else that is really being that active and really getting out there. And I think it's by far the most successful part. The off-market deals that we have done, the ones that we have done direct, it was a shake of a hand. It was, we knew them, they knew us, we were at meetings, we were talking. We said, hey, if you're interested, you're doing other things, I'd love to buy your facility from you. We literally bought a facility, Said he said, well, I'd sell it, but I'd only sell it for $4 million. And we said, sounds great. We didn't even look at anything. I had a rough napkin, or not napkin, but I had in my mind price, everything like that. And we shook his hand on the spot. After that, we went back, filed up paperwork, and signed the docs and bought it for the price tag he asked. Um, there was no bidding process. There's no, nothing like that. And that's happened to us on multiple deals. And they are by far our best deals that we have. And that will continue to be that way. Next one, step two. So that's your first leg of the stool, your deal flow, right? So now you have all these relations, you've made all these contacts, and all of a sudden you're starting to see the fish. The fish are coming to you, right? And some are going to start jumping up that waterfall and you're going to catch them. Number two, all right, number two, this is networking. So this is just outside your targeted facility specific. This is you making calls. This is you talking to people in SSA. This is you talking to people in store local. This is you talking to people in the industry. This is you getting to know other people in the industry. This is embedding yourself into the self-storage industry, reaching out, making yourself known, having conversations. This is also another way that we have gotten amazing deals. One of them was because of a dinner. One of them was because of a friend. And that's really good. Uh, one of them was because of this podcast, because of me having conversations with you guys. That's the deal we're closing on today that we just funded. It was because of this. It's one of the reasons why I literally just tell you guys my playbook and I'm not asking someone to pay me, you know, a hundred thousand dollars coaching program for me to play. No, I make money on real estate. I make money on doing deals. The more I can network with you, the more that I can give you value, the more deals will come to me right? I want to be a big fat bear. So the third one, all right, the third one you do is extremely important. This is broker relations. 50% of all our deals have come from strategic broker relations. You need to have conversations with brokers. You need to build relationships with them. When I'm dealing with brokers, first of all, they are allies. They're on my side. They're not the enemy. I want them to make money. I want them to be out there and be successful because if they are, I am. Most importantly, I want to deal with brokers that understand how I value deals, how I look at the market, how I look at the industry, that we are on the same page conceptually. Brokers that we've done deals with, it never started out, hey, do you have a deal? One of the main brokers that we use started out by me and him sitting for three hours in a coffee shop talking about the state of the market, talking about stealth storage, the future and changes and underwriting practices, never talking about any deal specific ever. Then we met again, hours talking about the industry. That relationship, he knew. 
He knew me. He knew how I underwrite deals. He knew what I wanted. So when he brought a deal, first deal he brought, I bought. Second deal, I bought it. You need to build a relationship with brokers so they understand what you're looking for and how to get that deal done. Getting deals done is about cooperating with your brokers, the market, banks, with people, right? You got to be a deal maker and you can't do that unless people understand what you want and what you're trying to achieve. So you need to figure that out and you need to communicate that. And two, don't ever screw brokers. We had a deal where the broker had mentioned to us it was going bankrupt. I had to work with the deal. It was a short sell. The guy was losing it. He wouldn't deal with brokers. I went and did all the negotiating. I worked with the bank. I worked with the seller. I got everything done. We bought it. I still paid him his commission. He wasn't on it. His name wasn't on it. The owner wouldn't allow it. And I still paid the broker the commission. I am, this is not a short-term game and I'm not looking to penny pitch or screw people that do good work. Um, Make sure that you make it worth their while and you have a good long-lasting relationship and that will pay off in dividends forever to come. So, um, and this is the same thing. I know we've had John Lindsay on here, um, you know, Trevor Castor. There's other people that I have that are very um, close to me and we think the same as far as the industry goes, and it's amazing what they produce for us. Um, This is really important. 50% of all our deals have come this way. Now, this is harder though, because it's so out of your control. That's why I never rely on this leg alone, because there's times when they don't have deals. So all three of these stools, your targeted, direct, going after facilities you want, networking, and building good broker relationships, this creates constant stream of leads and quality deal flow. Because of this, and because I've done, I think, a fairly good job of this, all our deals have come off market. They've all been value add. And a huge percentage of the deals that we see are deals we're interested in. This saves time, this saves money, and this creates success. And then you end up and deals just flow to you. I, I You know, it's funny. I tell people, um, you know, we just got this deal done. We have a couple under contract. We're going to close on a few conversions. And I'm like, I-, I don't know, maybe this won't happen, but I'm pretty sure we're going to buy another deal or two in the fourth quarter that I've never seen. And I don't even know about, but they're going to come up the stream and they're going to pop out of the water and we're going to snatch them. And, uh, I'm just seeing how, how much I can beat this analogy to death. This, Do this it. is my goal. Yeah. That's my goal. fantastic. Uh, it's so- a really good analogy, dude. <laughs> like, I, I, honestly, I've never heard it before. And it's fantastic. It, it really is a perfect analogy of not going out. I mean, you're going out and you're doing these things actively, but it's, it's almost like you're, you're not. You're getting in the stream. Yeah. And you're not going to find a stream either. You're no. building a stream. Yes, exactly. Like you're directing to, everything to you. And, it, and two, what I like about it is it's continual. This isn't short term. And uh, neither should your investing strategy be. And the more you approach it as a short-term, one-deal, quick hit, the less people are interested in working with you. Um, So don't ever try to take the human aspect out of this. Um, It's very real and it's very, very important. Um, So guys, with that, that is my exact blueprint for you to get out there and create constant leads and constant deal flow. Get out there, make it happen, 
and create an environment in which deals organically come to you. Um, you want to be, you know, there's a difference between of what was called active investors and retail investors. Retail investors get the scraps. It's just true. Retail investors, they get stocks, they get bonds, and they get a very low return. Active investors, which doesn't even mean you have to be that active, but just means you're doing something. And the more that you consistently do these things, the more you get the cream of the crop. It's about being consistent, taking a long view, and having fun while you're doing it, right? I love going out and talking with people. I love people in the industry. I love talking with brokers. I love networking. I love hearing from all of our listeners. I love doing deals and bringing investors in. That is what this is all about, you know? And the better and the more successful we are together, it's just good for everyone. This is not an industry that one person's successful and others aren't, right? We are an industry that, you know, a rising tide does lift all ships. And like I said, the number one threat to self-storage is self-storage. And it's not other self-storage good operators. It's bad ones. It's ones that are short-term thinking. It's ones that want to flip a storage facility and overbuild a market. My goal is to give you as much information and we can all be incredible operators, find good opportunity and make tons of money and long lasting. I'm talking generational wealth and income that we can all be provided freedom from an amazing asset class and an amazing industry. So I hope this helps you guys. I'm done. I'm not going to beat it to death. I love doing that. You guys know I pick a subject and I just ramble <laughs> on about it. Um, but I, I really think that's important. And I wanted to just give you guys an actual one, two, three, four step play. Just go out, do it, do it now. Um, everybody tag, tag me on, uh, tag me online, go on to Instagram, AJ Osborne. I want to hear how it's going. Please, that's actually easier for me to communicate than emails, things like that. I'm something like 350 emails behind today, just this morning. So, um, and calls, I'm going to get to you guys, but that takes time, right? 15 minute call with 400 people or whatever that is, take time. So tag me on Instagram. That's another way that I can do. Um, tell us what you're doing, telling how you're becoming the grizzly bear. Um, and if you do that, let's, uh, I, I love to share those things. I love to shoot videos over real quick. Um, it's a great way for me to engage with you guys. Uh, another thing I want to do, um, it's funny. I haven't even talked to Connor about this. I was thinking about, I was writing this in my, my goals today and me and Connor have been so busy. We, we just now sat down together. Uh, but I want to do a live webinar with all the listeners and dive in one that you guys can see and we can go through numbers. So I could do like a zoom and share it with you guys and walk through the deal and the numbers. Um, that, that that's harder for us to do, obviously, on the podcast because you guys can't see us. Right. Um, but that'd I think that would cool. be awesome. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. So if you guys are interested in that too, let us know. Other than that, get out there in the freaking stream and start eating fish, guys. Get it done. Get it done. We'll see you guys.